What's missing from Star Cruiser? Let's discuss. Welcome to Princess and Scoundrel, where we take you along our scrappily ever after, from fantasy land to tattooing and everything in between. I'm Sarah. And I'm Steven. And Celebration London, England, just wrapped. And we got some Star Cruiser news out of it. Uh, we did. Like, I mean, that's tiniest <laughs> bit, but we'll take what we can get, yeah. right? So there was a parks panel, Disney parks panel, and they confirmed that there will be some story changes evolutions over time with star cruiser and we took that and we're like what could it mean well i think we or i took it as what else can they upgrade make changes to to the current status and i think it's one of those things that if you look at the whole star cruiser as it is easy wins and I think that's what they need to look at is the easy wins, that things that they could change. And not necessarily for me is story-wise, because I think one of the things we have to look at is not as many people as we think have been to Star Cruiser. Right. So for them to start changing it, like it's great for the person that's already been, but people that have not been. And they're saving up. And they're saving, go. you know, and it's something that they, they're trying to achieve. You changing it. Wouldn't be very nice. Yeah. And also, I mean, they put a lot of time and effort into making it what it is right now. Yeah. Personally, I don't think they're going to change it for like probably the first five years. Maybe three. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to say that and then the next instantly they're going to be like, <laughs> we're changing everything. <laughs> but like you said, what are some quick ones that they can do? What are other things besides the story that they can change that would enhance Star Cruiser? So- we put that question out to our Star Cruiser Facebook groups because we're two people. There's thousands of people in these Facebook groups. So let's get their opinions. Let's just build like a massive wish list and then hand it. We're not yeah. handing it over. This is our version of handing it over. It's publishing this, yeah. this episode. Uh, and we had a lot of responses, over 150 responses. And it's all over the board. I was shocked <laughs> at some of the things we got. But what I was shocked about the most is... One of the things that was brought up the least in that list, which was the price. Like, people were not as stressed about, like, lower the price. I don't know if that comes from maybe the group that we asked. It was people that had already been. Right. And it's more of like, okay, let me go to the second time. So they're not trying to achieve that goal of going right now. And they're just, like, reflecting on what had occurred. Um, but they have introduced uh, discounts. There's they, yeah. cast member, DVC, AP discounts. That AP discount is really nice. It's you know it's, real enticing. <laughs> <laughs> if we were not going on this May third voyage, it would have been an instant book. Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely one of those you know talking. You, you tell me about other people, you know, get you know booking those, and it's just uh, it's a significant amount. And I think it's in the right direction that, that Disney is trying to figure out a way to have more people experience this. Right. Aside from price, what were people actually wanting to change? 
one of the biggest things, and it's so specific, but if you've been on Star Cruiser, you're going to instantly. So this is one of those, if you know, you know. Type if you of- know, you know. <laughs> it is, and I'll, I'll call out a specific comment from Keith Davis, a night mode for the room windows. <laughs> this is an easy <laughs> win. Such an easy win. Like people have taken it into their own hands to bring like gaffer's tape and painter's tape and like taping it off. Didn't we see someone like an Etsy shop of like sewing some kind of border that they hang on the around the window <laughs> like people have taken it, this matter into their it, own and hands. the people that are not watching this if you're watching it we'll probably have a picture of it a video of it but the people that are listening in each of the rooms each of the cabins there is a spaceport you could see out and you could see whatever the halcyon's flying by in its space you could see planets you could see ships you can see hyperspace hyperspace if, we're in hyperspace if we jump and it's this real cool window, but around it has the buttons, you know, the the Star Wars buttons there and they, they light up. And then around that is another. Uh, it's like array a perimeter of, of lights. Yeah. So during the day when you're awake, it's great. a great, you know, looking piece. Yeah. There's no real windows. So that's a lot of the light you get is from that. Yeah. But then at night you want to have that the space there. But it is a it's a it's a room light that's on. <laughs> so really, you have yeah. to make the decision. Are you going to sleep with the lights on or turn off space? I really hate that they made it a one or the other. And I think there's there should be almost the three levels of it. If you wanted to leave the buttons on, you could leave the buttons on. If you wanted to turn the buttons off and the border lights off, you could turn all those off and leave the space on. Yeah. Having all of them on or all of them off, it it's something that I think they've got to work on. I agree. I have what I've self-diagnosed as thin eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> so leaving the light on was troublesome for me getting any kind of sleep because you don't sleep that much anyway. But I was like, I'm in space. I got to tough it out yeah. and do it. And yeah, a night mode would be fantastic. So while we're in the room, there's a few other things that people want and need. Just some some minor upgrades to like airflow in the bunk beds, towel hooks in the bathroom, irons in all of the cabins. Understandable, right? Just basic things that people would want and easy wins. But one of the interesting ones that we saw was for D309, your basically concierge droid that you have in your room, for her to be able to interact with each individual guest and have a story with each individual guest versus the whole room. I, I thought this was an interesting thing, but the the thing that I I kind you know I'm looking at more as like a logistics is D309 has it, it's nothing to do with the the story overall, but has her, her own story. You know, so you you come in and talk to her, you know, three times a day, six times a day, whatever it was. Yeah. And you make these interactions and you kind of, you as the room see that story and determining on what you decide has its, you know, the outcome. Imagine that times 10, you know, there's a, what, how many rooms? Oh, oh, how many rooms? There's a hundred rooms. So a hundred rooms times at least five. There's yeah. at least five people in each of those rooms. So 500 different stories that you're trying to get this this droid to 
uh, go through. And I mean, she's not super like sometimes you got to repeat yourself yeah. to her. She's a little hard of hearing. So then imagine, okay, you talk to talk to her once. And then, okay, now let me try to talk to her. So I, I, I like the idea. Maybe that's where you get into the data pad stuff that you could actually schedule something with D309. So you're, you're prompting a moment with her in the room or something like that. Yeah. So you're like, Hey, I'm going to go to my room to take a break or whatever. I'll, I'll need some assistance in there. So then you could make little touch points, yeah, like personal touch points with, with the character and not necessarily every, everybody has their own story with yeah. D309. Well, I don't even know that you talk to D309, which on your data pad, right? No. Which that would be nice. Cause if she's like your own personal, like concierge droid, It'd be nice to be able to talk to her when you're not in the room. And that was another thing that I thought was a good call out was moving D309 like in the Galaxy class suite. The comm link is in the bedroom, not in the living room. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. Some of the like sleeping arrangements and choices they made in like the larger suites is like, why did you just, why did you cram everybody in like one bedroom? I think they kept it just as a room, like whatever the, the normal cabins were and they just, you know, left the hallway open. Yeah, basically. So. so D309, more, I think, unique interactions would be nice. But one of the other things was just more droids. I am all for it. <laughs> As you know, we're a very droid-friendly household here. your little droid over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> we're very droid-friendly over here. So the, the thing I'm, I would suggest is in moderation because... Having too many droids, like going to like celebration, here's a, f- a whole droid room. You could see all the droids. You don't get to appreciate any of the droids because you're just walking by and seeing droids. Right. Almost the same thing with on Batu. Like there's Droid Depot. There's a bunch. There's there's droids outside around. The, you know, in the back. You see them, but then they almost get you know. They're like overlooked. lost in the background. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool, but then it becomes just background noise. Right. Whereas like SK is a main point. So when you see him out, you you get excited and you want to, you know, touch point with them. Right. Um, I think we could figure out a way to get uh, a Rex droid or like some, some other, uh, maybe a protocol droid just to have someone with SK. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Um, and I think that's where they could change some of the, the stories. And I think that was another comment that we had was having sub characters. So, yes. So there was one comment about more alien characters specifically, but then David Perry called out and he said, how about a rotating cast of guest characters similar to the old Adventures Club at Pleasure Island who show up when the main story cast isn't around just to entertain folks on the Halcyon and add some flavor. They don't have any impact on the story. They don't interact with the name characters and they're there like literally when the main story isn't happening. I like the idea of this, but I also see where this could trip up a lot of people that don't understand how to play the Star Cruiser game, right? Like you might be talking to like, oh, this is a character. I need to make good with this character. And how do you tell people like you can talk to them, but it's not going to impact your story at all. And that's where it you have to be in the know to know like who to talk to and who not to talk to. Yeah. And I think that's where you would get interactions that people are not going to be happy with because you're like, I talked to all these people because they were off periods and they were available. 
and they had no impact on the story. They had no connection and it was very much one off. I think you could run into people have having displeasure for Star Creature because that it's they're these are not flushed out stories. Right. Uh, and again, it's it'll be cool to see like a droid, see an alien type of thing. But I think if they're going to have those type of characters, they have to be there for a reason. And I, it's my belief the cast members are kind of those sub characters because yeah. you can talk to them and ask them where they're from. Like when there's no character, you know, face characters out, where they came from, how they you know, came on to Star Cruiser, why they're working, how long are they've been, you know, how how long they've been there or whatever. Right. These cast members have created their story, so you can have that. And it's everybody. Every, like, they call themselves crew members on yeah. the Halcyon. Every crew member has a backstory, and all of them, they've, they've put themselves into it. Yeah. And it's really fun to listen to, but you don't necessarily think, like, do I just go talk to them? Like, is that weird? But they're happy to talk to you about their stories, yeah. which is cool. So... Let's move then from the characters that Disney provides to the characters that we bring <laughs> ourselves. A lot of people like to dress up in costume. And some of the big things were we need more costumes, <laughs> more costume, one availability in the sizes, because there's been inventory issues with Star Cruiser just in general, but they need to have more availability of the things that they do offer. But then when we were talking about it, we were like, we need more choices too. Yeah. I know. And I think that's, so I think we, there was one, one comment about there's people that are unsure of how to dress. You know, again, I think this is your people that are coming and that are interested in it, going out on a limb, just dressing up in general, because that may not be, a type of person that they are. Right. So they're taking this chance and maybe they get, you know, uh, a jacket here, some boots or something. And they feel like, Oh, maybe I'm doing too much. And they get there and they see, Oh, people are really going all out. So right. then they feel like, Hey, I'm not enough. And it would be nice. You know, Disney, you know, they have some stuff in the shop, but to having more, Right. And one of the things I didn't understand is all those tunics, all the the stuff that you could, the belts, the jackets that they sell on Batu. Mm -hmm. Why don't they have it there at Star Cruiser? Like that's literally where people want to wear that stuff. Yeah, and most people don't go do the parks before Star Cruiser. So like, if the first time they're going to Batu or the first time on that trip is on day two. Then they're spending their time going and shopping there instead of doing their missions and all these other things. Like it feels like a missed opportunity for them to not have that available for guests and before the cruise, like not online. I know there's, there were a lot of comments around like having a longer ability to buy things like on shop Disney. But when we were brainstorming this earlier, we were like, they need to open a shop at the port just tons of costumes yeah like we're just sitting there waiting exactly i think that's the thing is when you dip, uh, disembark there is a little pop-up shop of just the souvenirs that right. you could buy and it's it's not halcyon themed it's just it's star, star wars, wars galactic star Cruiser. yeah this is like the the gift gift shop at the end right 
why don't they have those rolling racks of, you know, they have the resistance area full of tunics, full of jackets, of belts, of, you know, holst like all everything that they have over there, the cowls, the vests, bring them all, yeah. bring it all there. So while everybody's waiting to go in, getting lined up, this is like, like grocery store 101, like you, <laughs> that, that in cat, you know, the, the impulse buys, right. The checkout, the checkout, uh, shelves that yeah. they have. So while you're just standing there, you're going to pick something you're like, well, you know what? I, I, I do need this. I, I need a belt for my accessorize. Yeah. So I, I think that's something that they could add. And again, you're just going to get rid, you know, you'll sell all that stuff. I think you, they would sell it more in line for people waiting at Star Cruiser than they do at the parks. Yeah. I mean, just because most people don't go to the parks and bound like, yes, we love a good bound to galaxy's edge but most people that are visiting there don't do that and so they're buying it and they're like oh maybe i'll wear it one day people are wearing this stuff like people go on star cruiser to wear this stuff yeah. and then also sell the stuff that they have the chandrilla collection stuff the lightsaber training tunics the bail organa bodyguard thing like sell all that stuff out there too yeah but just like give us an opportunity to spend money <laughs> more <laughs> well, earlier. I think that was the thing people were like they it was that, but also the having this stuff in stock that, that is there. Yeah. Have it in stock because, you know, again, people are going because they want to get that stuff. Yeah. You know, so have it available. I mean, one of the things, and like we talked about specifically, have it available to buy, but Aleta May Cooper said costume rentals, kind of like at a run fair, just have it out there so that people can buy it because there are people that show up that don't realize you are supposed to dress up or that you can dress up as much as you want. Like you were saying, there are options. Definitely. I think if Disney has the option of like renting them out or buying them, you're going to end up yeah, selling I, them. I, I think that, I think selling them would be the more cost effective way. Yeah. Uh, because put on some sweaty well, robes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking more of like the rental is you'd have to rent it out. So then now you got to maintain it because how long can you actually like, Extend that. Yeah. And then. People making, are wearing them on bed too. Well, getting them back in good condition and the cleaning it and washing it every other, you know, trip, whatever it is. So, yeah, I mean, I think it could work, but I think that's, there's a little bit more, a little bit more effort on Disney's side. Whereas like if they just put it out for sale, you know, they'd be able to move them out. Even the stuff from Doc Ondor's, I forgot that, you know. There's all that stuff in there. Yeah. So it's just like have all that wearable stuff in one place. Right. So one of the other things in terms of costuming is hair and makeup. So there is image design that you can book and you can book it either day one or day two, but that's like full face paint. And I'll tell you, not a lot of people book that, but there are people that want hair and makeup opportunities. Now, here's where I struggle with that a bit. I would love that because I struggle. I can't do my hair to save my life and makeup is a struggle for me, but I don't necessarily want to take time out of my, my Batu or my star cruiser voyage to get my hair and makeup done. I could see this and, and this is, it kind of goes into the thinking of what making star cruiser more attainable. Um, uh, but imagine 
you're on bet two and you're setting up like a bippity boppity type of experience. Yeah. So you come onto Star Cruiser and you get your hair and makeup done. Ooh. Right? Yeah. So it's like you're you're still doing the face paint type of thing, but you're just, you know, you coming on and and getting again, having somewhat of an experience. So you could kind of see what it is. You get that done and you come back. So I, I, th- I think that's like something that we could be able to get that taste of Star Cruiser and then bring it back. That's yeah, I like that. So, yeah, there were a few things around costuming, which I'm going to shamelessly plug our Galactic Star Cruiser costuming, because if you struggle with costumes, our Facebook group is fantastic for just like perusing all of the wonderful costumes that people have made. I, I know I've said this before, but it's so great now that Star Wars is we the costume community is so caught up with Star Wars that as soon as an episode comes out, they're like, oh, it's these boots, it's these shoes, it's this this yeah. belt, uh, these real world things that they're able to, you know, find on Amazon, find at, you know, whatever store. Yeah. And uh it makes it more attainable. So you're like, yeah, this is screen use type stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Let me just <laughs> put that in my cart. <laughs> so this is in the same vein as costuming, but merch in general. The biggest feedback that we got was around merch. <laughs> <laughs> it was like availability of merch. Um, expanding merch, just there was a lot. So let me cover a few of them and then we can get into discussing them. So one, I have to call this one out. Tammy Haley has my heart being able to buy the candle of the smell of, of the halcyon. Yes. So they give that away. And I don't know what the rhyme or reason is to where they give the candle away, but it smells, we have one. It smells just like the halcyon. Yeah. Like anytime we're a little feeling a little down, <laughs> we just go up to the shelf and grab it and smell it. And we're like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It just reminds me of better times. <laughs> I think every single passenger would buy that. Though. Yeah. It's just such a nice, such a nice smell. <laughs> this one was just like a completely random one to throw in there. Cynthia Woods said, for the onboard gift shop, I want halcyon action figures. And then somebody even called out, yeah, let's make some black series figures. Oh, that would be really cool to Could see. You imagine. Some- Black Series figures. How fun now, would that be for kids it, too? I think something or something that is possible because we were seeing Doc Ondar being made. Uh, and then they had a while back the Captain Cardinal uh, Black Series. So there's been a couple Black Series like specific to, to Disney World or, you know, the Disney parks. Yeah. So it's not something that's like, oh, way off. That so what I, you're saying is it's a matter of time. Yeah, but I think that it, that would have to be something that it would have to be on the outside yeah. um, of the... Like uh, the exit gift shop? Yeah, the, the exit gift shop right. because I think they try to keep the one inside more in universe. Right. That's the uh, Chandrilla collection. Yeah. So that's very in universe. And then when you leave, that's the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, like Star Wars <laughs> yeah. all over the place. So yeah, I get that one. You can't have black series figures inside yeah. <laughs> the Halcyon. Uh, some of the other things we're calling out were like postcards, shot glasses of the planets that you either visit or you pass by. Yes, I agree. I, I want more stuff to buy, you know, that in in the shop. Right. But I don't want it to end up 
consuming the entire ship right. of all this stuff that you can buy. Right. So I think that's something that, you know, this is what we want, but then we don't necessarily want that because it's going to take over too much. Right. That's fair. I think we just want it in because we just want to spend money. Yeah. <laughs> all these things are so cool. But yeah, you don't want to spend all of your, you know, an hour in the gift shop when you could be going and doing missions or doing something else. I think one of the other things that we we saw in there was the the time period of being able to to purchase uh the stuff. And it was more because of the availability that they weren't able to get it like before or during. Right. So they're like, okay, I'm gonna wait till after because they give you a grace period of. Yeah. So you have 60 days before your voyage and then 30 days after. So you have a solid three months that you can buy things. Where I see people get tripped up is they think they can buy all the things and that you can buy anything in the gift shop online afterwards. And you're really limited to like some of the costumes yeah. and maybe a couple other things. Uh, and I think on this, we were kind of talking, I don't think they should have it open-ended for people to go. Once you've been once, you could just keep purchasing. Like you, right. you have this merch store that you could buy from because I could, you know, Disney's is riddled with the, the scalpers. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't want to have to like, if I want a tunic, I have to search eBay for it. Right. Um, so you have your opportunity to go, but for the, the occasions where it's, there's no sizes, I think what if like in the room they have like a catalog, like if you are wanting a tunic, you could go try it on in the shop to see what size you want, but have this, this catalog of things that if it's not in stock right now, it'll get bought you, or you could buy it and it'll get mailed to you. So then you don't even have to worry about the shipping cost of it. Right. But it's like you're there so you could buy it regardless of if it's in stock or not. Right. I like that because that was honestly the number one thing. So merch was the number one thing that people suggested improvements to. And a lot of it was around they didn't have my size. And by the time they did have my size, my window closed. Yeah. And that's not a fault of the guest. That's just a fault of supply chain yeah. and timing. And so being able to, <laughs> just so funny, be like, we're on this ship and it's so like futuristic and all these things. Let's shop from a catalog now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a lot of confusion around the merch. One, because of the 60 day before, the 30 day after, what's available online versus what's available inside the house and what's available when you're back down on earth as you exit. And then also shipping. So there you can ship from the gift shop inside the Halcyon to your house. But some people don't know that. And so if you're going out and you're buying the the SK droid, and maybe you picked up some lightsabers on Batu, and you maybe picked up some more droids on Batu, and you're buying and you're buying and you're buying. Yeah. No. <laughs> calling you out. <laughs> you may Say like, okay, maybe I shouldn't buy this because I don't have room for it in my luggage. There is the ability to ship. The shipping is, the pricing is kind of weird. It's wonky on Halcyon. It seems to be more expensive from the Halcyon versus like shipping it from a resort. So hmm, I'm trying to get you, huh? Yeah, but there's just a lot of like ambiguity around the merch situation in general that maybe put up some signs, maybe say like, we can ship this to your house for you. <laughs> I'd also like somebody else called out 
a wider range of merchandise, like jewelry in particular? I think absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I would buy all of it. it I, I think, the, again, the hard thing is, is like, how much do you add? Because there is jewelry there. Mm-hmm. And when it, it, if it's available. If it's available. But how much do you start adding and before it becomes, again, just too much of a shop? Yeah. Like, that's the hard part is... And the gift shop is perfectly sized because it's not too big. You can go in there and maybe spend like 20 minutes if you really want to go look through every single thing and try some stuff on, but it's not taking away. It's not like, where were you? And like, I was shopping the whole time. What happened? Did I miss it all? Yeah. It's like, it's not the Emporium. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's fair, but merch, merch needs some work for sure. Somewhat merch adjacent is magic bands. This one's been like, a a topic a hot topic for a while once they announced magic band plus was coming out everybody was like oh my god when starker zero opens we're going to be the first to get magic band plus this is what i think is going to be the upgrade that they're talking about like integrating magic band plus into star cruiser i hope so because it's needed um but somebody in here did give some fantastic suggestions on exactly how it could be integrated. And so I think we should go through that. Scott Deed says, there is a huge opportunity. Icon Treasure Hunting Magic Band Plus opens panels to reveal symbols and hidden messages. Use the force to make things levitate or force push. Uh, It turns red. Like maybe the different colors indicate when certain characters are, are near. So red is for the bad guys. Purple is for Gaia. Blue and white for the good guys haptics using the haptics and the colors for the big finale events even during bridge training and lightsaber training (laughs) i like this one special actions when you order the crate dragon because when you order the crate reactor drink it is a very large production how fun would that be everybody's like i I, yeah it, it it would have to be something that can be pushed out just the way the technology is because like the bounty hunt you have to start it do the action and then bring it back. So it's close not that loop. Yeah, I have to close that loop. So uh, it doesn't necessarily. Like, and then the the beacons, the 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 statues. It was once you got so close to it, right? So it would have to be similar to that in a sense, right? But I also think, and I don't know if Magic Band Plus has that capability. But if you look at like the wands in Wizarding World over at Universal Studios, where it's a certain, it's a camera reading like a shape or a gesture. Can we not do that with Magic Band Plus? I don't know if there's accelerometers in there because like, that's what it would be reading mm. if there's movement. Like it's getting, it's going to read, there's motion, but for you to get an actual hand motion, yeah, that's something. Uh, yeah. It's going to be like an X and Y and you know. Popping and locking. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be cool. Somebody else said, Having two to three color options for the magic band. So they do have, they, they, they give you the basic white one. Right. You can buy a solid black one. You can also buy a gray one, I think. It's not a solid no, that's black. No, that's the Star Cruiser one. So there's oh. one in the the Chandrilla. Really? Shop. There's the black one that's in there. And then the gray one is outside oh. because it's Star Cruiser. Oh. So... Because you know how the they have like that little it has like communicator the, look to it. Well, it it looked like um here's the different like it was like a little stamp of like here's the the planets that we went by. Yeah, I think on that one, right? The, the gray, gray one. one. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember the black one though, but I think that would be cool. And it could also 
possibly if you had like a different color, if you got to pick ahead of time, kind of like you used to be, you still can do for a regular Disney resort trip, but maybe that like indicates like, oh, I'm kind of wanting to go this path. And maybe it's more of like a visual cue of like, I am a bad guy. I've got my red yeah, magic band. I think that was an idea that we, we saw that I thought it was pretty interesting because the the white band, it, it looks kind of in universe. It's kind of real clean and has just like watch like uh, markings. But imagine if they had magic bands for the different storylines. Yeah. So if you had a Gaia one, it's maybe more ornate. If it's a, you know, Wraith, it's more scout, you know, just yeah. grungy looking. The first order, it's going to be, you know, real clean. So it's like they have different bands for the different characters. Right. I, I think those would, you know. But would that like almost pigeonhole you into going through a certain storyline? Yeah, I would fear that. Yeah. I, I would fear if you got one, you're like, okay, you're you're indicating that I want to go this storyline. And depending on how you are, if you may be like, oh, well, this is not necessarily the story that I'm feeling right now. I, I, I'm enjoying this character, this storyline. Right. I think the other thing is, and maybe not now that Star Cruiser has been open long enough, but I always thought of the magic band, like the white magic band as an indicator to the cast members on Batu. That that's an easy like white flag easy mark yeah literally <laughs> like here's my white magic band i'm a star cruiser uh guest but now that it's been open for over a year I, all the people that have been on star cruiser if they're not using a magic band plus they can wear those and so yeah. maybe that's not th- i know we have the pin to like designate that you're on your voyage also but i was like i always thought maybe that was an additional way like okay i see your band okay i see your pin you're special (laughs) welcome (laughs) to your excursion so i think it's a good idea i just don't know like how well it could be executed okay so enough about batu let's get back on the ship and let's talk about improvements that could be made on the actual halcyon itself yes it just got renovated and updated for its 275th anniversary but some improvements could be had This one is genius. More ways for the dining room to feel different for each meal with the music, the decor, lighting changes, which they do all of that on night two dinner. I I, I don't think for the the dinner portions, I think those they have it very set up for like, you know, story mode and and they've got everything lit up. But I think the, the breakfast and lunch periods, I think it could be changed up. They, they could change the lighting and not make it so where it, it's nighttime feeling, but maybe not so bright first thing in the morning yeah. when you've been in the sublight lounge. It, it's very, <laughs> if it, it could get, give that feeling of cafeteria it's or, kind early of in the sterile, morning. Yeah. 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 So, so maybe some dim lighting. I think that would be nice. Yeah. I, but, but yeah, f- figure out a way to make it feel different for each meal. So then you kind of know too, when, when you're going in, Oh, it's breakfast time or right. it's it's lunchtime. There's no windows. How are we supposed yeah. to know what time it is? <laughs> I thought that one was a really interesting one and something I hadn't even like thought of or heard before. So I liked that one. There was another one around climate simulator variations. It says, how cool would it be to step out on other planets? It would be great. <laughs> I don't know how they would do that. <laughs> I think. Some Snope coming yeah. in for hot. Uh, yeah, it would be really cool, but. I think it was a unique way of them having this outdoor area of them saying it's 
it's a climate simulator of Batu, right? Which, in for all intents and purposes, it is Florida. It's just open air to Florida. It's what Hollywood Studios has. Yep. So, I thought it was very Spoiler. clever. Spoiler. It's like I thought it was very very clever right. of them having this open area and being able to just change it in that way. Yeah. And I think it kind of stems too from the book, The Princess and the Scoundrel, where you learn that the climate simulator is literally a simulation of the planet you're about to visit. Yeah. And so they kind of, they don't explain it so much if you're just doing Star Cruiser, but if you read the book, you're like, ah, okay, that makes sense, right? You can kind of acclimate yourself to where you're going. Right. I like that. But something that I do think is absolutely needed and an easy win i don't know where you'd put it but more sabak tables at least one yeah i would agree hollow sabak tables because there is opportunities to play sabak at any like card style sabak at any of the tables in the sublight lounge and then there's a whole tournament that takes place in the crown of corelia dining room which i think the the sabak tournament is is kind of similar to the uh I don't know what to call the space bingo. Uh, space. I yeah. can't think of it either. But it, it it feels very much like a cruise ship. And I really wish they would have made it more like maybe the board was in that that uh, clear. It's like on a, a plexiglass and it's writing with it's the, like the LED around yeah. it. So make it more instead of just like almost like a piece of paper type of feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why everybody kind of goes, you know, gravitates towards the the hollow sabak and the sublight because you're just like hanging out. And it's it's very much a vibe, right? Uh, but yeah, I think having at least two tables in there would would be better because it's really cool when you come in. Yeah, but there's only four chairs, right? So it gets locked up pretty quick, right? And two, if like you're just trying to kill maybe thirty minutes until your next mission or something like that, then you don't have a lot of time to just sit around and wait. So if that is something that you want to do, you kind of have to let other things go to do hollow sabacc. I didn't do it in my entire first voyage because people were excited about it and were on it. And I'm like, well, I'm doing other things. I'm going to prioritize this. Yeah. I think having that opportunity would be neat. And I think also just like, it's, a, it's such a beautiful ship. But when I think about sabacc and like kind of, grungy like in the princess and the scoundrel they're playing it like in the engineering room on like a card table or something yeah like having more opportunities where there's just like hidden card games going on see that would be kind of cool is having like different you know different areas that you wouldn't expect them to be right one of the other ones about the ship and kind of the activities is advanced lightsaber training now I hit my limitations on (laughs) wielding a lightsaber in the standard lightsaber training. But I think the idea of people are really good at it, having kind of a a 201, if you will, that might be cool. That could be really cool. Like having this opportunity to go in there and, and, you know, flex those, you know, saber wielding muscles. Right. I would love that if I could do that, but I can't. No, I, I, I think that would be really cool. And maybe that's where they could expand on, the Saja story is like, you know, having you train more type of thing. Like, oh, we could, you know, here's like from each of the different groups that come in, we're bringing in the the top strong, you know, the strongest. Right. And you're going into the next one. It's like a physical 100. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, just like from each of the, from all of the the lightsaber training, you know, I, just I don't like know. Just like tap you on the way out. Like, hey, you, yeah, you've like, shown or pick a the, strong. Pick two people. Yeah. And that's a different 
story that you get. That it's was like, actually one thing that people really called out in like kind of the story category is more Saja events, interactions, missions, because there's not that many. So I think doing something with the lightsaber training yeah. or at least in there would be that would be nice. Yeah. And in, I think a fairly easy improvement. I mean, I think so. If you're adding, you know, maybe taking away, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like how they would be able to fit that in there within that that time period. You'd almost, yeah, you'd have to shift all the, you'd have to shift all of the basic training, if you yeah. will, to the first day so that you could fit everything in. So, yeah, I don't know how it would work, but I like it. Yeah. I like that idea. But it's not my job to figure out how it would work. <laughs> <laughs> but. Here is my feedback for lightsaber training and just for the the crews in general. And this was another big one that people really, really wanted. I think this is probably the biggest one. And that like I'm I'm all for. And we had this had this uh barrage, whatever <laughs> it is. The quickest of wins, more photo pass photographers in all senses. I, I think more photo pass photographers, but having what they have, like for Mickey, when you go when you go do a meet and greet, the the autonomous pictures. Oh, where it's like, look at Mickey's camera, and yeah. it's just like a camera taking or a compu- computer taking your picture. Yeah. I, I I mean, imagine if you're bridge training, you're focused, you're you're in the moment, and there's like just the cameras photo- at the top of the console, candid photos of you. Like that would be so awesome. Like throughout the whole lightsaber training, while you're focused on the, you're not posing for a picture. You're just focused. You're you're in that moment, right? Having this, you know, uh, well, candid photo. Like for you and I on our first voyage, you and I were split up, so yeah. we didn't have anybody to take photos of either of us. And all you can really do is take the picture of the back of you, yeah, because the person doing it is at the front of this room. It would be so nice to have to have that. And again, it wouldn't it wouldn't intrude on anybody's experience because it's just snapping photos. Yeah. They could still go through it. Now, okay, this is not a good photo. We're not going to put it out. We're not going to put like whatever the situation is. But if you're having these more candid photos, even during, you know, uh, story points, you know, I don't want to give any, no, you know, keep it spoiler free, but during story points, having reactions of people. Yeah. And it just of crowd shots. You know, you could see this is my, you know, this was our experience. And I think that would be just as beneficial to the CSL portraits. Just having these like, yeah, this is our, you know, this, this happened during the uh, Star Cruiser. Right. Because as it stands right now, the only photo pass opportunities you really get are there's a few opportunities in the atrium during the check-in time. And then the outer rim regalia that happens each night, like the little fashion show that happens in the atrium. But aside from that, there's not, from what I've heard, I don't think it's changed. There's not a lot of opportunities. And so for the price, you're not getting that much out of it if you're not also spending days in the parks to get those other pictures. So if you could get more out of that, I think you would sell a lot more. I would sell a lot more Memory Maker. (laughs) (laughs) But like Memory Maker, when you buy it for the parks... Haim M says, if you booked it as part of your package, you get emailed high-res professional photos of the Star Cruiser interior and exterior like they include the stock photos of Disney World. That would be cool. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. So that way you just have like a desktop background of the atrium or of the sublight lounge. Yeah. And again, it's just to 
bring back those memories of it. Like if you're you're scrolling through your pictures and you say, oh yeah, you know, you have a a nice photo of the atrium, right? Because as much, you know, I would say we're okay at ish. Getting, yeah, okay ish <laughs> at collecting these you know videos and photos in the moment because right. we're again we're we're being in the moment, right? Uh, you know, I commend like. Peter and the the people that are actually able to just like sit there and pull the camera out during a moment and and record right because I don't remember yeah and then if I do is it gonna be any good right it's just uh, gonna slowly be like yeah tilting down. Like I'm just like looking <laughs> oh like oh my gosh looking at the floor uh, I was like oh yeah I remember that moment I was talking to Sammy uh, but but no it, it's you're able to have these these awesome photos you know awesome memories and. I think again, you'll people will be reminded of it and like, oh, that was such a great time. Maybe I need to go go revisit it to see how it is, type of thing. Right. A couple of other things on PhotoPass is have PhotoPass photographers out after the finale on day two, because that's when people, for the most part, are getting pictures with the characters that are still around. Having PhotoPass there is just like it's an over- everybody's in the picture. That's what you sell with PhotoPass, yeah. right? It's like oh, get everybody in the picture. That would be great. The other thing, and I really like this one, and it's kind of like it's kind of cheesy, but I also really like it, is to do like a group picture of everybody that's on your cruise. <laughs> like, could you imagine everybody's in the atrium? They're like, okay, we're doing a uh, basically a checking that everybody's here. We're gonna take a picture, and you take a picture, and then you can look back on it because it's kind of like summer camp where you like <laughs> form these relationships, and then you get to see everybody in there. How nice would that be? I uh, I I think that's a a, a novel idea. I love it. <laughs> it feels like a yearbook type of like situation, but there's like bunny ears going on and everything. But yes, PhotoPass is. Why are we not doing that? Yeah, I, I I think that's another one of those things that you know adding more more cameras in there. Now I don't, again I don't know how they could do like the candid photos type of thing, but I think that's I, I would love I would love to be able to just be more in the moment. And have candid photos like delivered to me afterwards. But we're celebrating the 275th anniversary of the ship. They just like renovated it. They're like, you guys are on the big anniversary cruise. Like we have photographers here to commemorate, right? Yeah. There you I, go. I mean, yeah, there, there, there's an excuse for weaved. Make them like a reporter or something like that. Yeah, like following guy around yeah. or something. It could work. I think. I think that one's one of just the easiest things to do. So I think that's a good place to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And I don't think this is the end of the conversation. So if you have ideas that you would put on your Star Cruiser wish list, leave us a comment on YouTube, on Instagram, or join our Facebook groups. I will leave the links for them in the description. And don't forget to go check out the guys over at Think the Maker. They are going to be giving our initial reactions to the season finale of The Mandalorian. So it'll be interesting. So make sure you go check out those guys. Until next time, 